Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting in the war rooms of Denver Dave and Punk Raider, and we're here to talk about the NFL. Hey boys. Hey, how's it going? Good day. How are we? <laughs> this is weird. We're doing two in a week. Well, it's not weird. It's just the fact that they're going to be two long ones in a week. <laughs> yeah, it was a long one. We did the first half of our Punk Pick draft. And uh, yeah, we've done the first 16 picks. I'm sure that Punk will go through the, the players that we've selected. Today, we're going to go through the rest of the first round. So pick 17 down to 32. A couple of teams are picking again. Some teams aren't picking at all. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to this. Me and Dave are going to be battling out again for the uh, the glory of Punk picking our pick, if that makes sense. So Punk, maybe you want to remind everyone of what we've done so far. So what I'll do is I'll just run through the players. Um, sure. If you want to hear the reasoning behind it and who they've actually gone to, then um, go away and listen to part one. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why are you listening to part two before part one? You strange At Exactly. <laughs> or anywhere where podcasts are available. Um, so yeah. the players off the board then are Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Kyle Pitts, Rashawn Slater, Panay Saul, Zach Wilson, Jamar Chase, Mika Parsons, Patrick Sertain, Devontae Smith, Tevin Jenkins, Jalen Mayfield, Quitty Pay, Mac Jones, Jalen Waddle. And that takes us from 1 to 16. In that order. Hopefully yeah. in the right order. <laughs> yeah. Five QBs taken in the top half of the first round. It's mad, isn't it? This to be expected, I think. I mean, some people have got five QBs going in the top 10. I mean, that's ludicrous, yeah. but people have it. Mm. Well, we're not doing any trade ups or downs. No, but even no then, trade. I don't think there's going to be that many trades on draft night. I think it depends because what what you've essentially what you've essentially got this year more than any is three teams in the top ten, potentially four who could and would have an appetite for moving down. Mm. Um, not going to go into names. Listen to last week's <laughs> yeah. um, or previous ones before that. But you you've got teams who are going to want to move, and the main thing, and this is this is the the big part of the uh, the the appetite is the fact that there's teams behind them who have the capital to move up. That's the main thing. Because a lot of teams who sit behind don't always have that capital to be able to go and actually get someone. That's what we, why we've seen in previous years. Teams haven't moved around much. Draft night will be very interesting. What you tend to get with draft nights and trades is if there's a run on players. So yeah. if, if all the tackles start going, then you, know, you might see someone jumping up three or four spots just so they can secure the player they want um, rather than waiting for it. Um, and that tends to happen around now. So those kind of teen teen picks and and into the twenties. Um, but yeah, it tends to the, you know the night itself will will be very interesting because, like you said, Dave, there are definitely three or four teams that wouldn't mind picking up a few more picks and and dropping down a bit. So with that, then boys, we better crack on. We're going to start with yes. pick seventeen, and that is Punk's Las Vegas Raiders. With the 17th pick, the Las Vegas Raiders would like to be pitched to by uh, Jim. Any any positions in particular, Punk, that you want oh, to Oh, yes, focus positions. On? Sorry, it's still still uh, linebacker. I've, well, everyone knows our woes, so I just kind of figured it would you know, be obvious. Be... Linebacker, safety, defensive end, and interior line. Okay. Right, well, there is a guy that I pitched on the last podcast, Punk, which is still there, crazily, and that is Jalen Phillips from Miami, who is the best outside linebacker in this draft. Uh, or, or defensive end, he is just, yeah, he's he shouldn't be at 17, really. He should have gone by now, but players are sliding, so 
I would pitch you Jalen Phillips and see last podcast as to why. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, Scout Dave. So I don't necessarily disagree. I think Jalen Phillips would be a very, very solid pick. Um, I would, to counter that point, and I, I agree with Jim, I'm not going to argue too much and again, see previous pod. Um, I would go for uh, Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa. Now, the reason I go for Karamoa is because, again, see last podcast, uh, he's <laughs> a guy who highlights tape. He's amazing. I mean, he's human highlight reel. His tackles, he tackles through players and really sort of, he's just, is his ability to uh, sort of target someone and then go to them and just hit and then it just create highlight reels. I can't, I mean, there's numerous videos on him. Uh, yeah, I think they're, they're both they're both incredible players. The only difference really yeah. is that I think Jalen Phillips is more of a mauler on the line, whereas oh, Jeremiah Rosicomo is the guy that steps back, reads the play and then kills it. Yeah, I mean, Phillips is 6'5 and Caramo is 6'2. Um, but the one thing we've seen from the Raiders in previous years is you guys will fall in love with the guy and it doesn't matter where you take him. It doesn't matter. If you guys look and you go, ah, you know, there's a safety there that we really love, we're just going to take him. It doesn't matter what way we're picking. If we love him, we'll love him. Um, and I think Caramo has got that highlight reel where you're just going to go, he has real value because it's what the Raiders have done in, in recent years, even with um, sort of the new guard in charge. So I think it will be a Wusu Caramo. He's got a Raiders player written all over him. I hope it's not. Interestingly, <laughs> after the last pod, I went and watched a bit of tape and it was after you said, I'd love that player and so on and yes. so forth. And you are absolutely right. I do love yeah. that player. So, well, did you see Jalen Phillips as well? <laughs> no, I didn't look at Jalen Phillips. I told you he's basically TJ Watt. I don't care. Um, we've we've picked up Yannick Ngakwe, so he he can do the. Uh, <laughs> I the mean, rush duty Yannick Ngakwe will season. be brilliant for the two games he plays next year. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but 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 yeah, I'm I'm I I have already made my <sighs> pick in my head, um, uh-huh. and with the seventeenth pick of the draft the las vegas raiders select jeremiah awusu koromoa i've been stitched by punk actually watching some tape for a change i know so <laughs> what you say it's is first time if, ever but yeah, what but you after... say is if he's ignorant then he'll agree with you and if he's well informed he'll agree with me i'll take that no that no no he's only got half that's, the facts that's Dave. what i that's what i heard that's i know what that's I what heard. you heard <laughs> all, all i went off was was on the last pod Dave turned around and said, he's a player you will love. Yeah, yeah. he is. And so right. I went and you looked at I mean, him. In, and, in terms uh, of, yeah. Jim's absolutely right where he'll sit back in coverage, analyze something, and then just hit. And as soon as there's a screen, I the second there's a screen, he'll just immediately gun for yeah. that guy. He's, and he's, he's a playmaker. Yeah. He's, but, but, but he's one of, he's one of those players that he's going to have to learn a little bit how to play middle linebacker if he's going to play that. I mean, you could, well, in no, theory, he, stick him in safety. He's not a middle I, linebacker. I, the Raiders play a four-three, so even as he's an outside linebacker, but even as an outside linebacker you, in a four-three system, you have to be more disciplined. Yeah. So you can't always just gun it and go for a man because you'll get beaten on things like trick plays and stuff like that, and flea flickers and you know reverses and laterals and stuff, which to be fair don't happen that much, but they're the ones you see on uh, uh, on ESPN every week. I think but he's going to have to be a bit smarter about it, but yeah, I, I think I mean, he, he he's a guy who will thrive in the NFL. And and I think I think um, with uh, him on the field, it just gives us a, someone to build around on defense for the next few years. I mean, we were shocking last year. There's no way we're going to go offense on that pick. Um, so yeah, I've gone with the player I love. Whether it's right, whether it's wrong, I don't really care. Yeah, no, no, he's brilliant. 
And hopefully, you mean you can offload that Carl Nassib contract as well. Yes. I mean, Alabama and Clemson were playing away from him when they had to play against yep. Notre Dame. So it's always tells all you need to know. Right. So that's 17. So 18th pick in the draft, the Miami Dolphins. Now, mm. look, looking at the Dolphins, they probably needed uh, alignment, wide receivers, defensive ends, and a running back. So, Dave, you're on the block first. I think last year what we saw um, consistently was the Miami Dolphins not having a good offensive line. Now, we've already addressed that with the pick over, uh, in the sixth overall with Panay Seal. Yep. However, their line was so bad. And I'm going to double down and go for Christian Darasol. Now, the reason for this is really, really simple. Um, again, see um, podcast number one. What, what we've essentially seen is the, the Dolphins quarterback um, that, they, that uh, they've got Tua Tonga-Vailoa is great when he's not pressured. When he has time to dissect the field and have a look, he can be sensationally good. They're good in the secondary. Uh, they're good at linebacker. Not, not excellent, but good enough at linebacker. And I think it, the big outstanding need is their line. And I think they have to address it in the first round. They've done that by picking up Penicial, and I think they can double down on it by picking up Christian Darasol. So, cheers, my pick. Okay, well, I mean, that's that's one way of going, I guess. But there's another way. Obviously, as we've taken Seal, we're not looking to move off to her anytime soon. So no. why don't we give him another weapon? We've already said that we weren't going to take a wide receiver. So what else can we look at? Well, that's obviously the running back position. And Najee Harris has some of the best ball skills you'll ever see from a running back. With just three drops on 83 catchable passes over his entire career, he's got bell cow written all over him. He's got Derek Henry strength, great patience when finding holes to run through, but ready to shoot through and loves to jump over a defender or a spin move to finish a run. He always manages to fall forwards as well, just like Henry. Ended his career with Bama with 57 touchdowns in 51 games. He averages six yards a carry. And he's going to be joining his old quarterback from Alabama in Tua. So it's a perfect combination there. You're, going to, you're showing your love for Tua. You've already addressed the line, so he's not going to get killed. And now you've got someone he can hand off to or throw to on a screen and move the ball down the field. It makes far too much sense. He's 6'2", 230 pounds. If you can draft Eric Henry, why wouldn't you? Interesting. I, I don't think he's the best running back in this class, though. Without me going on and waxing lyrical about another player, I there are different. There player. are different types of running back, and he is the consensus number one because he looks. He seems so much like Derek Henry. He's the consensus number one on your board, not everyone. <laughs> there are play, there are a lot of mocks and minority, a lot of very well informed, well informed people who are taking another quarterback, another running back first. Well, we might talk about everyone knows one. who you're talking about. That's why I'm not going too much into it. So you basically have a choice between, um, for me, who is the best remaining lineman to double up on the line or go for a running back. And can I just say, just just for the record, both of these are very smart moves. Mm. I'm not criticising Jim's pick at all. Very smart moves. No, no, Darius was a sensible pick. Yep. I think if I'm the Miami Dolphins GM and I'm sitting there at 18 and I've already picked up Saul with the earlier pick, I think... I'm getting killed if I go with another lineman. Um, I think you have to help Tua out a bit. I think you have to give him something to take the focus away from him. Um, Harris at 18, mm, is he better than Josh Jacobs was when he came out? Because Josh Jacobs came out in the mid-20s. He's bigger he was than... the first running back off his off that. bigger than board. Jacobs. But is he better than Jacobs? 
was at that point. Possibly. I mean, possibly. The thing is, it's it's all relative because this is a decent running back class, whereas the year Jacobs went, there wasn't a huge amount behind it. I mean, it's proven mm. to be incorrect in, you know, in in the NFL. There's players who are transitioned in the NFL, um, but it also the reason he went at 24 is because you guys had multiple first round picks, so you could afford to sort of reach yeah, ever absolutely. so slightly. Is he better? Maybe. I mean, stats just stats are comparable, but he's again, he's a different type of player. He's a million feet tall and a million feet wide. Okay, so yeah. the, I was just going to say with the 18th pick uh, of the draft, the Miami Dolphins select Najee Harris. Nice. No, I think it's the right move. I mean, like you said, you've picked a lineman with your sixth overall pick and you're going to get killed yeah. if you pick another lineman when yeah, you've got a chance to get, get a bit wet there with a... Not necessarily be because running back. I, th- I think I think Dolphins fans, um, the ones sort of who know, uh, historically have been... Um, clever. They're not one of the. Oh yeah, you know they're not one of the sets of fans who you sit there thinking you bunch of idiots. So no. I think they recognise the fact that their line has been so bad for so long. I think there's more likelihood you'll you'll get killed for picking a running back in the first round. But I don't I, think you will because Najee Harris is very very talented. But. I think you need a bit more star power on the team, and you mm-hmm. need to sell some shirts as well. Let's be honest. You know you'll sell a few souls <laughs> shirts, but you know you need you need you need something in there that's that's going to make people. Yeah, you know, salivate yeah, and, and be excited. Most people probably aren't picking a Pen Iseal or uh, or Christian Darris or shirt, are they? Let's no, be honest. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> right, let's move on, chaps. So, uh, pick number 19. Uh, it is the Washington football team. Uh, their needs are cornerback, wide receiver, offensive tackle, and linebacker. Well, uh, I'm going first on this one. So, as we've, uh, <laughs> as we've just picked up, well, you went. You went last. No, did you go last? No, I think no, I did. You went Darisol. Go on, then you go. I'll let you go first. Can we please take Jalen Phillips off the board? <laughs> Can we please take him? Washington will, will want to work on that strength, that front seven, and Jalen Phillips is just too good at that position to be going any further. Washington down. have the best front seven on no, most. No, they need more. They need more. I'm telling you. <laughs> Oh, no, I agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, I often think that uh, what the bronze bomber needs is more power when he punches because, yeah. you know, he doesn't need a jab or anything. <laughs> he doesn't need any kind of timing. Absolutely not. What, okay, okay. What, what did um, Ron Rivera work for on the Panthers to get to the I Super Bowl? The front seven. You didn't need to have the best secondary if your front seven is consistently getting to the quarterback. And I think that's what he's trying to build up again in Washington. It worked once. He wants it to work again. Jalen Phillips is the best player here. I had a mocking Joker at this point. So I had mm. it switched the other way around. But I think that if we've, Joker's already gone, Jalen Phillips is the best player available. Okay, I disagree. I'm going to go Zayvon Collins. <laughs> you finally watched him now after I talked about him. Like the first time you heard know, him was I, on I, the last pod. Pipe down. I'd be, I'd heard him anyway. We had a full-blown argument about him. We did. Collins, Collins and Phillips are essentially... Very, very similar. I mean, Collins is an uh, Collins is uh, an outside linebacker for me. Jim thinks he's inside linebacker. Definitely inside. He, whichever team he goes to, <laughs> will transition him to one of those two positions. Jalen mm-hmm. Phillips is a, is a certified edge rusher. Um, now, I don't necessarily need, think that Washington need an edge rusher. I mean, they've got Montez Sweat, they've got uh, Chase Allen, Chase Young. I mean, they they play a base four three system as well. So. There's room, I mean, I'm backing your argument here, but there's room for Phillips to fit into that system. There's no doubt about that. I think 
the big problem is their secondary. I mean, they've got they've signed, I think, Willie Jackson, uh, still got Kendall Fuller. I think they've got Landon Collins in free agency as well. Um, but they could do yeah. with some help. Um, so JC Horn's probably a good site. Caleb Farley's still on the board as well. I think he's what you like. Um, but I'll go Zayvon Collins because I think their linebackers, I'm not a massive John Bostic fan. I'm going to be honest. I think he looks, <laughs> looks okay every now and again, but I think they can do with helping the linebackers. So I'll go Zayvon Collins. So you've got a choice between Jalen Phillips, who's a certified edge rusher, uh, Jalen Collins, Collins, who can switch between inside and outside linebacker. I'm being kind to Jim, but he's wrong. Or you could potentially transition him when he gets bigger because, I mean, he's only, what, 22 years old, 21 years old. If he gets bigger, you can transition him into uh, an edge rusher as well. That's your choice. Interesting. Interesting. The other thing, just so, quickly on David, Damon Collins is a very, very good middle linebacker. The only thing you could put as a black mark is the opposition because he was playing for Tulsa. Yes, in, in the American League. Yeah, so we <laughs> I mean, don't know. We don't quite know what he's going to do against the best opposition, but no, he's very, very good. Okay, so uh, with the nineteenth pick in the draft, the Washington Football Team select uh, Zayvon Collins, linebacker. Good lad. I think it's the right choice. I think it's it me like they've got enough pass rush at the moment. To be honest. Um, I mean, you reeled off sweat, chase, etc. Already, Dave. Um, I think, I think, yeah. You know, it makes sense that they do want to make that front seven better. So, you know, he will. They, I think both players will do that uh, without any shadow of a doubt. But for me, the linebacker position is is probably more of a need right now uh, than than the edge rusher. Okay, onwards and upwards, chap. So. Well, we say that. On the going clock, to the Bears. Are, are the Chicago Bears. Now, the Chicago Bears, um, what do they not need? Uh, the four I gave you, though, to concentrate on were quarterback, wide receiver, cornerback, and offensive tackles. Dave? So, uh, Dave, you're on the block. Um, I think this one's fairly straightforward. I, you have to go secondary. I mean, some people say they've addressed their secondary in free agency. Um, the one place you don't go shopping if you want free agency is someone who plays for the Lions who was formerly with the Falcons. Desmond Trufant is okay, but he's not going to be the guy who's going to completely change your secondary. I think you have to go um, cornerback. I'm it, Here about it for me, it's what you like. So we had a chat previously and I talk, spoke about Greg Newsom. I do love Greg Newsom. I think he's great, but you've still got Caleb Farley on the on the board along with JC Horn. So it's about whether you love Farley or Horn. Horn Horn plays more inside and is great in zone coverage. Caleb Farley is brilliant in man coverage. So I'm going to go Caleb Farley, cornerback um, from Virginia Tech. That's strange because I think JC Horn's really good at, at man coverage now. Even if you get half a step mm. on him, he's capable of making that gap disappear again. And he's brilliant defending 50 50 balls as well. So. That's a bit, yeah. You know, I would, I would slightly argue that. I think, yeah, JC Horn has, has got better and better as he's gone on. Um, I think when you look at JC well. Horn, Horn, I mean, in the college game, they allow you to have some mauling during man-to-man coverage. Now, nine times out of ten in the NFL, that's called as defensive PI. It just is. JC Horn's game is so reliant on high contact mm-hmm. uh, mauling that he's just going to be a flag machine. So teams aren't going to want to use him. He is in college game. The college game, he is good man-to-man, but teams aren't going to want to use him that way. I mean, he's 
he's covered basically everyone in college. Yes, I mean, in, in the college game, though, you're allowed yeah, to who have are going to be more... playing in the NFL. AJ Brown, Carl Pitts, Devonta Smith, Jalen Model, different rules. Elijah Moore, matter. Terrace Marshall. Okay, you're naming names. That's great. It's a yeah. different. It's different rules, Jim. You're not allowed as much contact. You can maul a huge amount more in college than you can in the NFL. They just call you defensive pass interference. GMs and head coaches are not going to want to take that risk. Mm. He's going to be playing zone. There's there's clever ways of doing it. I think he just about skirts the line. We'll be interesting to see what happens when he comes out as to yeah whether they'll, they'll flag him every time or yeah. whether he'll get away. But we with were what talking. We were talking previously about about Mac Jones as well. Mac Jones is not going to be asked to do certain things because he didn't do it in college. Jay-Z mm-hmm. Horn's not going to be asked to do certain things because he didn't do it in college. It's exactly the same argument. It's what it, I haven't seen him in great man coverage in a way that is transitionable to the NFL. He's, well, all right. It's only, it's only the way he plays in college. He's very, very rough. He's very handsy. Very handsy. And that's going to be the thing that's going to want to be man coverage. Well, yeah, in Again, college. It, well, okay. If, if we're looking at the difference between Horn and Farley... Like I said, the only knock on Farley was that he's always injured, whereas JC yeah. Horn is not injured. So um, you've got someone there that's more likely to start. I mean, I, I mocked in Christian Darasaw just because that offensive line is absolute trash. And it's a very deep corner. Well, I, there are still quite a few corners that we could look at later on in the draft, whereas we want an elite offensive tackle to come in there. We've talked about Darasaw. I mean, I wouldn't, worry, I wouldn't worry too much because Chicago haven't got a decent quarterback they want to protect. So it's well, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you well you do it this year so then next year you can bring in a quarterback don't you Dave you know, it's the argument it's the anti-Cincinnati argument you don't bring in the quarterback until you've got the, the line sorted they've signed Elijah Wilkinson think about the Colts alright they sorted the line out first then they started to try to find a, a quarterback no they got Andrew Luck Andrew Luck's line he was getting I'm talking about now terrible <laughs> offensive line oh so what you're doing after is changing, he retired changing history decided, to hang on. meet your argument right no. okay I see what you're doing now history isn't one moment oh yeah because in the last two three years of his career the Colts line wasn't very good oh no actually it was so well, they, you're wrong they made a bad assumption that he wasn't going to retire at any point and so he did <laughs> I mean, everyone made that assumption, but okay. yeah. yeah. So, quick question then, Jim: Is yeah. is Darasaw a day one left tackle starter? Yeah, yeah, he's absolutely yeah. yeah. He's he's a starter, um, especially in pass protection, run protection. Like I said before, he's not the best, but he can get uh, coached up by Coach Nagy. And, yeah. Uh, so, who's the the Bears starting left tackle at the moment? What Charles Leno? Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know who the I know the. Got, they've just brought in Elijah Wilkinson, who is the Broncos' starting right tackle, mm-hmm. mainly due to injuries. Um, so they've already pulled in a previous starting right tackle, um, and Leno's okay. I mean, he's not brilliant. He's not. Mm. He's not bad. He's just okay. So if you're bringing someone in, you already kind of have. Um, you have two decent starters either side of your line, but I don't know. Okay, he's so... an upgrade. Say that. Darasaur is one hundred percent an upgrade. Okay, so the Chicago Bears select Christian Darasaw. Reasons being, I think I think Jim's right. I think I think you have to whoever it is the the Bears look to bring in in the next two three years, whoever their new quarterback's going to be, um, you have to look to start building those foundations. You have to be able to protect them. Um, much as much as yeah, cornerback needs work. They've probably got enough there not to worry about it in the first round. Um, so yeah, there we go. Chicago Bears. 
But what a sad off season for the Bears. You know, they were hoping yeah, to get Russell Wilson. They've ended up with Christian Darisaw as an offensive yeah. lineman with their first pick. It's not, <laughs> it's not even that. They've, end, they've ended up with a, a, a quarterback room of Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. Oh, I mean, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like being it's like being promised a supermodel and getting Patty and Selma in it. That's that's wasn't basically it, where we are. Wasn't it Jim McMahon that came out this week and said that Chicago is where quarterbacks go to die? And I mean, he's the Super Bowl winning quarterback Jim for him. Oh, I thought you meant like the wrestling guy. Not the wrestling Vince, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. I was going to say, what the hell's he got? What does he you know about <laughs> the NFL? I know he's part of the XFL, but I know it's a long way back to find a good quarterback for the Bears. So yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you for not knowing who it is. No. And to be fair to Jim McMahon, you know, he did have that 85 Bears defense playing yeah. with him as well. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> maybe not quite as good as he thought he was. Oh, no, or he still thinks he is. Right. Um, right. Onwards, pick 21, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, so, chaps, Colts could do with, well, at the time I wrote this, QB, a defensive <laughs> end, a wide receiver, and a cornerback. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to say Jalen Phillips' name anymore through this first round because uh, <laughs> I've just given up. Uh, how about a different name then, uh, Punk? Let's try Aziz Ajalari from Georgia. He's a very effective pass rusher. Uh, he moves with a punch and club, then flattens the QB. Beautiful move. Does he have any other moves? Well, not really, but that one's pretty useful. And even if he doesn't get the sack, his arms are so long that he normally just gets a hand on the quarterback. He's quick enough to be effective in the run game too. I mean, there are times when he loses the ball and can get misdirected out of a play too easily. But he should be a good addition to most teams. So that'll probably be as a rotational player at first. But Aziz Ojolari is a great player to watch in terms of like missiling and on the quarterback. So that'd be my need a great player to watch though, or do I need a, a player that can make an impact? Well, he won't, by being great to watch, he's making an impact by that definition. I mean, I'm not going to lie, Jalen Phillips. I think it's a terrible <laughs> pick. Um, <laughs> okay, can I? Do you want me? Am I up? Am I okay? To go? go, go. Cool. I'm done. So. The issue with the Colts, and I think I'm being very simplistic, and I know I am, and I apologize for that in advance. What they've essentially done is lost uh, a quarterback who is very savvy. Um, in the past two years, this has happened. They've lost quarterbacks who are very savvy and able to read coverage well. And they've got someone who, even though he's very much in, you know, within his prime, so to speak, has struggled recently. And you've also then lost your starting left tackle. Um, so Anthony Costanzo is retired and you've now got someone who struggled immensely last year and was historically bad when he was rushed. I mean, let's not get, get around it. That, you know, that, that the offensive line was terrible for the Eagles last year. Um, so I'll pick Sam Cosme because he can start. His technique is fantastic. He's a bit, how would you say it? He's a bit um, soft in his uh, physique. What position does he play, young man? Tackle. Left tackle. He will be a, a left starting tackle. left tackle. He's, he's got massive strength in the run, um, but has also previously played uh, as right tackle as well. He's only missed one game in his past three years. Um, predominantly started as right tackle, but last year moved over to left as well. Um, it wouldn't surprise me too much if you wanted to start him as a right tackle um, and move over Braden Smith to left tackle which you can do now in the NFL because there's no, the, the weak side and strong side is starting somewhat to dissipate somewhat, uh, a little bit. Um, needs to fill out a little bit, but only missed one game in his first three years, basically. He's, he's a very, very good, um, very, very good offensive lineman. And I think you're adding to strength and giving Carson Wentz more chance to succeed. I mean, I haven't got a first round grade on him. 
I have. I have. And again, a lot of people are grading him to potentially go to the Chargers, which I hope doesn't happen um, because the Chargers offensive line is garbage as well. Not in the first um, round. Well, uh, Again, a lot of people are. <laughs> what, you're, what are you looking at? I don't, I've not seen that anywhere. Doesn't matter. Again, Doesn't Alan. matter. All right. So there you go. <laughs> but you've either got uh, a, a QB seeking defensive end or you've got a, potential... a six foot seven Texas Longhorns Def- yeah. defensive tackle. Or I've got what I'm going to do, which is with the 21st pick. In the draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Jalen Phillips. Get in at last. <laughs> I mean, none of us got no, that. I'm not going to lie. Look, it, it's it's pretty much the way I see it is like this: Jalen Phillips has slid. He's he's probably the best player on the board at this mm-hmm. point. Neither of you were particularly convinced by your <laughs> decisions and picks. So, to me, it makes sense that the Colts would pick up Jalen Phillips. I mean, I can see, I can see the reason for going for an edge. I absolutely can. Um, I don't buy that Aziz Ojolari is better than Jalen Phillips. I prefer Jalen Phillips. So, Jim, if anything, I will give you that one. The only reason you didn't pick Jalen Phillips is purely through repetition and ball. Yeah, you can't keep exactly. saying it. It's going to be yeah, a running joke. <laughs> the risk of repetitive strain injury on your voice. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a decent pick. I still think they need help on the offensive line, and they yeah. will address him on the offensive line. They absolutely mm-hmm. will. Um, but it's, I, I think it's what you like at this point. And I think the two places they will go is either going to be defensive end or offensive tackle. So good pick. So with pick 22 uh, on the clock of the Tennessee Titans, the list of needs are defensive end, cornerback, offensive tackle and wide receiver. This one's me, isn't it? Yeah, it's you, Dave, I think. So for this, uh, I think I'm so... Cornerback, I think, is the big need for the Titans. Um, I'm not overly convinced by uh, the signing of Janaris Jenkins. They lost Dory uh, Jackson to the Giants and picked up um, Janaris Jenkins. Jenkins is a bit, um, what's the ply way to say it, long in the tooth. Yeah, he's, had a, he's had a good career. <laughs> he will miss games. He absolutely will miss games. Um, and they signed him on a two-year deal. The first year, I think they were paying him 1.5 million. In second year, they're paying him about eight. But crucially, after his first year, there's a big fat get-out clause, which I think will become activated. So uh, again, you're looking at what you like. It's Caleb Farley, JC Horn. I'm going to go Farley again because I'm a big Farley fan. Um, so. I get Christian Fulton's the other side. I think so. He was a, he was a rookie last year. So he was only in his second year. So what you're going to have is two potentially legacy cornerbacks who are going to be there for a long time, not costing you much money. Um, with Bud Dupree, you know, just in front of them starting as uh, their new strong side linebacker as well. So I think it it helps them in almost every way. Um, and yeah, it makes that secondary a much much better place to be because at the moment the big gaping hole in all of that defense is at cornerback okay interesting jim i've I've gone a little bit different here punk i I know that you've given us a list but um i've actually gone for a center first time we're offering a center in here and that's creed humphrey from oklahoma because actually the offensive line well the offensive line for the titans isn't what it used to be and they've just lost their center so they've got ben jones as their starter at the moment so Creed Humphrey, he's just spent three seasons as an uber-solid interior lineman at Oklahoma. He found his home at centre and he's been nigh on perfect. He has excellent against 3-4 defence. He doesn't get overpowered and his floor is up to your chin. This guy will come in and be the Jeff Saturday type of centre 
for at least 10 years. Um, the only reason you might not take him in the first round is he's a centre. Uh, he could cover like the end of a game as a guard if needed, but he is a centre. And what we're doing about the Titans, well, they very rarely make sexy picks. So this kind of feels perfect for them uh, to come up and take someone that actually is going to be you know, a fulcrum of their, their offence. And obviously with that run game that they've got going on there, they mm-hmm. need need to have a strong offensive line. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Dave, any any rebuttals, rebukes? I mean, only that after last year, they had a potential out for um, Ben Jones, which wasn't activated. Um, so they chose not to move off him. Now, if they're picking a centre in the first round, they're going to be moving off him him immediately he's guaranteed 6.25 now because they haven't moved off him so if you're guaranteeing your backup center 6.25 million that doesn't sit with me that, they, that they're picking a first round center uh, you might be right jim and i agree that they need one it just feels like if they were going to do that they would have moved off eventually they would have still swallowed a million pounds dead cat that's not yeah it's not enough to not go for a first round center mm-hmm. talent you, you you work with what you've got what they've done is they've made sure they're not going to be you know with no one there Center. No, six six point two five million dead cap when uh sorry, it's only a million actually. No, it's it was seven million last year, it's a million now. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. my mistake. So a million pounds dead cap, probably not too much of an issue. But if they wanted to move off him, they could have. His, his standard his actual total cap hit this year is almost seven and a half million. They're not gonna be having that if they would have moved off him for nothing, uh what was it, seventeen days ago. So it doesn't make particular sense for them to retain him if, it, if they were going to be picking a first-round centre. It doesn't feel right. I agree they need an upgrade, though. So I agree that you're it's an right. upgrade on Ben it, Jones. Not, don't, you know, it 100%. Matter. I absolutely agree. It's just the logistics that don't quite work for me. But it I agree. I agree. I think, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. So you, you've got a choice between um, a centre and a star cornerback. Who might be on the field sometimes. Not that I'm, not that I'm trying to sway you in any way. <laughs> <laughs> This is actually a tricky one because, you know, there are positives in in both those picks. Um, someone fill some airtime while I think. Um, right, I'll fill some airtime. So Ben Jones has been there since 2016. He's been on an active roster since 2016. And he was a former second team SEC All-Pro. I mean, it was in 2011, but I'll gloss over that a little bit. The fact is, this is a guy they've had for a long time and they like, and they've kept him around and they've um, renewed his contract for this season. Farley is immensely talented. And I think I'd be winning this argument hands down if I went for JC Horn, but... Oh, you know, I want to give Maybe. him a chance. I want to <laughs> no, give him a chance. Thanks. <laughs> no, Farley is a guy whose ceiling is as high as the sky. Yes. It's just that fitness and just that injury part of it. That's okay. the only issue. And why don't they move Ben Jones issue. to right guard then rather than Nate Davis? You never said move him to guard? Guard? did you? You never said what? that, did you? If, you say your your argument. <laughs> if you've got a centre, <laughs> you play him as a centre. You can move a guard to tackle and a tackle to guard if they're good um, I don't want to be moving around the centre your centre's there and he's the king of the line you don't want to be moving him around right pick is in uh, with the 22nd pick of the draft the Tennessee Titans will select Caleb Farley and uh, have an improvement on defence and I like the fact that I could have two legacy cornerbacks on one yep. team for a long time as well excellent Right. Uh, P, 
pick 23, the uh, New Jersey Jets are on the board. Again. They should change the name to the New Jersey Jets, right? They so should, right? <laughs> Why? New York's where everyone knows. Well, New you go, you go to Jersey. New York and everyone supports the Giants. You go to New Jersey, and I've been to both, everyone supports the Jets. Just embrace it and become the New Jersey Jets. You'll be loved. It doesn't make sense to me. Okay, so their needs were quarterback, cornerback, defensive end and running back. Obviously, with the uh, earlier pick, we addressed the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. So what have you got for me this time, chaps? Uh, It's me first, isn't it? So yeah, we've taken Justin Fields with the second overall pick. So we need to protect him. So I've gone for offensive line. And what I believe is the best player available is Elijah Veritaker. He's a guard from USC, spent most of his time last season at left tackle, but he's penciled in to be a dominant left guard in the NFL. Exceptionally athletic. He's got great balance and smooth kick slide to get into position very quickly. He's very competitive when he gets ball rushed too, so he's not going to get um, bowled over. Difficult actually to pinpoint any weaknesses with this guy. I guess the only thing is how high up are you taking a guard? He's easily first-round quality though. 6'4", 300 pounds, an absolute unit, and... Uh, what better way to say hello to Justin Fields than to say we're going to protect you at all costs on this draft, unlike someone like Joe Burrow who has to wait a year before getting anyone. Okay, I agree. Dave. I agree. Now, I still think Samuel Cosme is better value on the offensive line. However, the Jets don't need a uh, don't need a tackle. tackle they've got no. Mackay Beckton on the left and George Fant, I think, on the right. And they've got Tumor Adoga as well, mm. who was a guy I was hoping the Broncos would pick up. Uh, didn't know they need a center Connor McGovern is their center he's a former Bronco he's garbage however they're paying him too much in a contract they can't move off so they're not going to pick a guard either they need no. they well they're not going to pick up a center sorry they're not going to pick up a center Do because they, center. They, they're eating too much money I'm yeah. center Connor yeah, McGovern yeah, yeah. is center so they're going to go for guard Elijah Verituk is the best guard simple as that so and the thing is picking up a guard in the first round is difficult for your fans to swallow. They can swallow that when you've already picked up your future franchise quarterback earlier exactly. on. So you, you know what? No one's even going to think about this one. This might as well be a third round pick. It doesn't matter. You've got the guy who everyone's thinking of already. So you can kind of, this is a free hit. You could go running back if you wanted to. This is you know. exactly what I was saying about the Dolphins pick. You know, mm. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Just flip it. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you're actually both alive. Yeah, I agree. Elijah Rowe Tucker, I think and, he's brilliant. And so, Excellent. With the 23rd pick of the draft, the New Jersey Jets get yep, Elijah Vera Tucker. Right. He's Dave, very, very good. have a job on this one, yeah. I think. <laughs> so I'm going... <laughs> where did he play? What do you mean? Just, just before played, most we played USC. Where did USC he play? USC. What school? USC. Okay, so he's, he's used yeah. to decent players play. against him. Yes. 24th pick of the draft. It is the turn of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Um, now, their major needs are definitely quarterback, uh, interior <laughs> line, running back, and offensive tackle. So, uh, I suppose we ought to let Dave go first. Yeah, really. sure. it, is, it, is, it is my turn. So, I, turn. I obviously bow down to the great knowledge of the Steelers to Jim on this. Um, so everything I'm saying, I will concede if he can batter my argument, which he may well do. What I'm looking at is the two great needs of this team, one of which is the quarterback, who they are not moving off and has restructured his contract and is there very much in the short term. The only option which makes sense at this point is Kyle Trask. And I don't believe Kyle Trask will go in the first round. Shouldn't even go in the second round. Um, or fourth but, or fifth. Well, Jim's lower down in the Niam. I think he's... <laughs> yeah. 
it's not drafted. I think he's well. He was. If anyone who doesn't know, he was the quarterback who for the Florida Gators who was throwing to Kyle Pitts. So if you've watched any game tape on t- on Pitts, you've watched game tape on Trask. And the fact that he hasn't stood out probably says a lot. Anyway, I digress. The other thing that you need is a running back. I think, and I'm going to go Travis Etienne. The reason being is you were ranked 32nd in the NFL on running back. You were atrociously bad in the run game. Now, some of that might have been the line. Some of it might be resolved immediately by the fact you've got a new offensive coordinator. And I hold my hands up and say, I agree. That might not be the case as well. But I have to go running back. You've lost your bell cow running back from last year who has gone to, I think, the Cardinals. And I don't really rate all that much anyway. Now, Travis Etienne is uh, from Clemson. He was the running back who was uh, working with Trevor Lawrence. And last year, if you look at uh, his stats versus uh, the stats of Najee Harris, who we had going earlier to the Dolphins. Now, Harris um, had only he had 48 more carries in total in, in college than uh, Travis Etienne, but had 24 more touchdowns and 1,100 more yards. So his actual stats are significantly better. One was in the SEC, obviously, Harris, uh, ACC for Etienne. So not an enormous amount of difference. They faced off against each other as well. And Harris came out on top just because uh, Alabama won that game. Um, But all in all, I think it's a solid second pick as a running back. Um, I know that they don't often go uh, offense in the first round <laughs> no. however i think there's a very good chance that this might happen again uh so yeah i, I you are 30 second overall in the run game so address that and get a very good running back because the only guy you picked up in free agency i want to say is keelan Bellage, who i was he from i can't remember where he's from now he's had so many moves i think he came from miami at one point yeah he was at one point last. Yeah, and I'm sorry, he's not going to be, he's not the starting running back for the Steelers. No, he's not the starting running back, no. Yeah, I genuinely think you're going to go running back, and I think you'll do it in the first or second round, and I'm I'm counting on Travis Etienne in the first. So that's my pick. You can't be angry at that. I've not trolled you on it. Travis Etienne is a very, very good running back. Of all the running backs left, he is the best. Uh, I have uh, an allergy to drafting running backs in the first round. I just don't see the oh, need of them. But it's all right for the Dolphins, isn't it? It's fine for the Dolphins. That's the second pick. for your Steelers. It was their second I pick in the first round. The Ricky Williams trade and uh, Barry oh, Sanders. Jim and Jim Jim they were going number one overall. He just burst. No, no. I, I can't take a running back in the first round. I hate any mock where they've got us taking Najee Harris uh, because... Yeah, okay, we need a running back, but we can do that later on in the draft. There are running backs later on that we can use and abuse for four to five years. Because you have issues. That's why. That's why you don't like them. (laughs) I just don't see... Look, I'm going to talk about Travis Etienne later on in this this mock draft, all right? So don't think I'm going to be slamming on, on Travis Etienne, but... Okay. Don't you we're not, dare we're not pick him for anyone else. If he's not good enough for you, like, he's not good enough for anyone else. Of course he is. We're not taking a quarterback because all of them have gone. All right. <laughs> there is no one left that we could possibly take a quarterback at this point in the draft. You don't draft a quarterback 24th uh, that you expect to be taking Broncos over. Broncos did, and that worked out franchise well. Quarterback. Well, you shouldn't expect that. So um, I also, I've lost all of the people that I love on the offensive line. They've already gone. So actually, I'm going to go with one of the best players I think is available. And that is on the defensive side of the ball. And it's Ronnie oh, Perkins. It's Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma, his defensive end. 
Um, watching Perkins, you quickly start wondering how offensive lines aren't able to deal with him. He doesn't need to run all the way around the back of a tackle. Usually just turns himself into a piece of paper and just slides through the gap between the tackle and the guard before pancaking the quarterback. This guy lives in the backfield, Punk. And that's even more impressive when you know that he's 6'3 and weighs 251 pounds. He totaled 32 tackles for a loss and 16 and a half sacks, but was involved in many more plays than what the stats show. Uh, you could say he's margin the sign to play defensive end in the 3-4, but he could just easily play outside linebacker. And he does look very similar to one Bud Dupree, as far as I can see. I, I love watching Ronnie Perkins play. And if I can't get, if I can't move up and get a quarterback, if I can't get Tevin Jenkins because he hasn't slid, if I can't get Jalen Phillips, if I can't get Joker, then I want Ronnie Perkins. As a first round pick, I can work out stuff later on in the draft, but I want okay. an elite player and Ronnie Perkins is an elite player. Okay, so far be it from me to question you on your Steelers. And it's, you. um, this isn't me questioning your pick. I just want to get my head around it. And I think people listening probably do as well because they're probably equally as confused as I am. So <laughs> earlier on, you were you were pitching an edge rusher and you says Ali, uh, Aziz Ojularia. Yep. Now, you picked him. You pitched him to go at 21 to the Colts. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he didn't get picked. He's still on our board. Now, instead of him going at 24, you've got Ronnie Perkins who is graded by many to be lower. Why not? Why not Ojolaria? Just it's a question. It's not me criticizing, just a genuine question. Because, well, first of all, I wanted him to be available when it got down to 24. Okay. Uh, oh, secondly, I see what we did now. Ojolaria. No. Shenanigans. <laughs> Shenanigans in the war room. It's disgusting. Not to say that Ojolaria isn't a great correct. player. I'm just saying that he, he ha- can get caught up. Because he plays more of an outside linebacker than defensive end, Ojolari can get taken out of a play with misdirection, like uh, counter moves and those kind of things. I didn't see that with Ronnie Perkins because Ronnie Perkins is in the backfield within two seconds of the play starting. So he doesn't have time to make mistakes. He's just through the line every time and just eats, eats quarterbacks, eats running backs for breakfast. He just seems to enjoy what he's doing. So yeah, that's the reason I picked Perkins over pitching Ojolari again. And also, you know, right. after what happened with Jalen Phillips, I can't keep pitching the same player every time. So, uh, well, yeah. stop losing then. Second question <laughs> is: So you you picked a defensive end. Who's he starting ahead of? Stefan Tuit or Cam Hayward? Because if you're no. picking a, uh, an edge rusher, well, you play you play a four three. Yeah. So who's he starting ahead of? Like I said, he can also play on the outside, so he can play opposite TJ Watt, so he can go into where Bud Dupree used to play. Right. So you're not you're going to move him to outside linebacker instead of edge rusher. A lot of what they do is on the line anyway, so they okay. usually no. That's in. fine. It's just, it's a, it's a, as I say, it's not a criticism. Stop being so defensive, Jim. It's a question. Was I being defensive? I didn't ask me you a question. Being, I've answered. Well, answering it is being defensive. Wasn't he being defensive? I, I, th- I, I think it was a face. little bit of niggle there, but it could just there be was. A, you know, I'm playing the other side though. Say that. <laughs> no, that's fine and that's an answer you know much more about the Steelers than I do and it was a genuine question one cool. other question I want to ask you're happy with uh, Benny Snell yeah cool okay let's move on so uh, is it going to be a running back or is it going to be a, an edge rusher that they don't need um, so well <laughs> as as I let the Broncos for you Dave and the Raiders right, for right, me as well. have their own picks um, I'm not going to do that for Jim with the 24th <laughs> pick the Pittsburgh Steelers select Ronnie Perkins. Thank you. Yeah, we can't take that away. <laughs> no, 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 100% not. And I'd, I'd, I'd be upset if you did, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. it I just, think I'd it, be upset. <laughs> I, I think, 
I don't think edges is much of a need. I just it I, it blew I my mind. Need, it's, it's a very stealer pick, isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah. It, it's just one of those picks that oh, we've lost Bud Dupree. Let's just replace him with another great, great outside linebacker, oh, Ed yeah. Rush type player you know the other point is i can also see you guys going cornerback here as well because i mean you've got joe hayden i love joe hayden i think he's mm-hmm. brilliant he's proper ballhawk who's the other side because oh, you got cam sutton um nelson i think is it nelson cam no. sutton no i think it's cam sutton that we've just recently yeah. and nelson we let go yeah so i mean you can see i can see you going cornerback here as well especially if um, especially if you've got the board open as it is and you've got JC Horn and everything. Yeah, JC Horn would be a great pickup there as well. It's just, Eric like Horn? I said, the, the players that I really love have already been drafted. So you, yeah. you've got just a feeling about certain players. And like I said, Tevin Jenkins would be my ideal pick there. Yeah. Um, he's not there. All the other ones have gone as well. So I'm picking the next one down on my little fizzy list. Tevin Jenkins is not falling to 24. There's no way on this planet that Tevin you just Jenkins don't know that far from what you guys were saying. You just don't know because he's he's stated as a right tackle and some, suddenly people go, oh, I don't need a right tackle. I want a left tackle all the time. So that we're picking people like Sam Cosme somehow. He gets picked up early on. You just don't know. Um, I'm just hoping against hope. No, I, I agree. <laughs> Tevin Jenkins is not going this early. But again, weird things happen on draft night. Yeah. True. Okay. Right. Moving on. 25th pick of the draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars are back on the clock. Uh, again, like the Jets earlier, have already... Um, settled the QB question. Mm. So now the remaining positions for them are defensive end, cornerback, and offensive tackle. So uh, who's up? Jim? It's me. And uh, and Travis Etienne looks really good, Punk. So uh, proper dual threat running back that you can be pretty confident targeting him 20 yards down the field and bring it in, he brings it in. Etienne's quicker than Najee Harris. Looks more like Joe Mixon than a pounding running back. His 90.9 receiving grade and 588 receiving yards last year led all FBS running backs. He finished his four years at Clemson with 78 touchdowns. Yes, he did play four seasons with Clemson, so there's a red flag for running back. But he didn't seem to get smashed around as much as other players because he's so slippery. Um, I wouldn't feel too concerned about his longevity either because of that. It also means that he wasn't suffering injuries through his career that kept him off the field. He would be absolutely perfect, just like Najee, to join his old quarterback, in Jacksonville. No. So he just played four years with what? That was it, just nine. What do you mean nine? We've got, got James Robinson. James Robinson just Ugh. shattered the rookie record for number, for number of yards. And I'm sorry, he's not... He, I get that you can have that good one-two punch. They're too similar. Their dimensions are almost identical. The backup they've got is a pound runner, Carlos Hyde. I think it's Carlos Hyde, anyway. Correct me if I'm wrong. But he is basically the their backup only, running right? back. Okay, then he's going to play for one year. What's wrong with Travis Etienne? Travis Etienne is brilliant. Come on, I'm... Put him up with Trevor Lawrence again. They come into the, the, the league together on the same team. Right. Brilliant. Okay. That's, I don't see Instant that Instant chemistry. I think the, uh, initially, before free agency, I had them go in uh, cornerback. I don't think that's happening now because I think they pick up um, Shaq Griffin from um, Seahawks. Seahawks. I, I like the fact... I, I give them um, help at either free safety or possibly defensive tackle. Um, I think the other thing as well, they've, they're they're okay on edge. I mean, they've got Josh Allen and uh, Claiborne Chase on. I think they picked mm-hmm. up last year. So defensively, I think they're absolutely fine. Their line is okay. They've got Jawan Taylor, who they drafted in the second round a couple of years ago, and Cam Robinson yep. is okay the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're picking up a guard because I don't think there's a guard who's got... Well, they paid Andrew Norwell as well, didn't they? 
yeah, I would have picked up Andrew Norwell and paid him far too much. Um, when you, if if um, Elijah Barotak is still available at this point, I think they'll go guard. If he's gone, I think there's too much of a gap to the next guard. Um, so I think they're going to go weapon. So who, who's the best run? Who's the best wide receiver on the board at the moment? I'm doing this a bit on the fly, and I apologise. Rashad Bateman. He's my highest a, a catching running back as well, though, as I've just mentioned. So. Someone turned Jim off. Um, Rashad <laughs> Bateman. So uh, he had a down year in 2020 of only five games. Well, he got almost 500 yards in those five games. Um, his previous, he had 11 games in the previous year with, with almost 1,300 yards. Big body wide receiver. Um, but, and this is the negative I said in the last part as well, and I know this is something that Punk really hates, he weighed in a bit heavy after his year off. And they've got a um, million is, wide receivers. They've got Lewis Chanel. And um, DJ Shark, Marvin Jones. I forgot they got Marvin Jones. Well, you make a very good point. Okay, <laughs> do you want to rethink your pick, Dave? Just take Etienne. He's he's the luxury pick now. You've already taken your number one yeah. running, your, your quarterback. Take the running back. No, I'm, going wide receiver. I'm I'm stubborn. You've already I'm said stubborn. defense is stacked. We've talked about wide receivers. Yep. You can't. There's no tight end that's that's uh, first round eligible. Now. True. If there was a decent tight end, they'd be picking up a tight end there. Which I'm going to go. I'm going to go safety then. I'm going to go safety then. Mooring, <laughs> because uh, there's there's free safety at the moment. I think who's I, I know they got Sean Jenkins. I can't even think of the free safety is. Whoever it is, it's going to be rubbish. So yeah, go Mooring then. So yeah, sure. he's the guy we haven't actually mentioned. He's the best safety no, on the board Mooring. by a million miles. Um, I think he's from TCU. So he played in the um, Big Twelve. Um, he's like six three, six four, something like that. Easily the best safety. I mean, this is a bad safety class. Um, can play strong side or weak side safety. Um, could probably even transition because of his speed into a corner as well. Um, so I think on the, and I probably haven't sold him as well as I could, but he is very, very good. So I think you've got a choice between either a safety, which is a, possession, a position of need, or a running back, which would add to the room um, mm. and improve the room significantly, but would only add to the room rather than revolutionise the room. You but won I'm one game last year, and that was the first week of the season. Let's make it a properly stacked offence. Considering Dave, you've just pitched me three yeah, different yeah. players. I, think, <laughs> I don't think you're really sold on any. Of no, them. I am. I like Mooring. I think he's great. I think he's, he's the best safety in the class entirely. He is. And, he uh, is. But... Yeah. And neither of you have picked position I... of need that I gave you. So. No, I can. To be honest, <laughs> I, I messed it up. So that was simply on me because they've got um, Lubish Kishnot, because they've got DJ Shark, because they picked up Jones and Agnew as well, and then yeah, so that's that's on me. I don't think um, they need defensive tackle help, and they've we've already solved the quarterback position. So you've only given us cornerback and defensive end. Yeah, and we've we've argued that and maybe yeah, they don't still need went that. running back and wide receiver. I didn't get any well, because of what again, you just said then. corner. No, it's fine. Cornerback, they've picked up Shaq Griffin, and they've already got CJ yeah. Henderson on the other side that they drafted last year. Yep, exactly what I just said. What so, I said yeah. at the beginning. So I don't think they need a corner. Yeah, so that's why we didn't pick. We can go with what you offered us, Punk. Yeah, that's, that's I'm just fine. that's what I'm saying. That's fine. I'm just just pointing out that you know. Yeah, you're not even in the same. No, I think like I that. think that they. I think if they hadn't have addressed the cornerback position in the way that they did in free agency, I agree, I would have gone oh, yeah. corner instantly. I agree, and that that's part of the problem of doing it this way is that you know I, the list is two weeks yep. old of positional needs, so a lot's happened in that time. Um, but okay, so with the twenty fifth pick in the draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Travis Etienne. And it will be very nice to see Trevor Lawrence and him holding hands all through their NFL careers. Exactly. Well, for four more years until Travis. Oh, no, he's actually going to have quite a long career, I think. I think he's going to be all right. 
He's had he's had a few carries. I mean, he's got he's got some tread on the tires, but no, he's, he's mm-hmm. not. You know, it's not ridiculous. So yeah, he'll have a, he'll have a good career. Yeah. Okay. So now comes the uh, part where Jim just gets spiteful. <laughs> um, so with the twenty sixth pick of the draft, we have on the clock the Cleveland Browns uh, needs. I've got gave you guys for the Browns with safety, linebacker, defensive tackle, and interior line. So, uh, Dave. Yeah. So, safety. They picked up John Johnson from the uh, from the Rams. So, I don't think they're going safety. And they've still got Grant Delpit, who they drafted last year, and I think it's the first or second round. So, I think they're good at safety. Uh, in terms of linebacker, they've just picked up Jadavian Clowney, who's going to help their linebackers in the fact that they can play ever so slightly deeper. They have just released a defensive lineman, and I forget who it was that they released. Um, I'm sure Jim will tell me. Oh, um, Sheldon Richardson. Sheldon Richardson um, and saved like 11 million in cap space on that as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to go defensive lineman and I'm going to go uh, Christian Barmore from Alabama. Now, the thing is, the Browns, the Browns are, when you actually look on paper, seriously good. Like, I mean, it's the Browns. They'll still <laughs> lose, obviously. Yeah. But they... They're one of the few teams who, I mean, they've got the best rated offensive line in football. They've got, they're stacked at wide receiver. I think they should move off one or two of them, but no, there you go. Um, tight end, absolutely fine as well. They've got David Njoku, Harrison Bryant, who they only drafted last year. Austin Cooper, Austin Hooper's really, really good. Defensively, I mean, there's first round picks everywhere. There's 10 offensive, 10 um, first round picks on the entire squad. I think they are absolutely stacked. Um, and they can just pick either best player on the board or go for a position in need. And I'm picking up a defensive tackle based purely on the fact they've just released someone. That's my only thinking behind it. I don't think you can be wrong. I think you can pick whoever you like best in this. You could probably go quarterback if you wanted to, just because they're picking best player on the board. And I think that's the position the Browns are in. But let's let's not get away from it. The Browns are still losing because the Browns are the best. So Browns. is Christian Barmore then the left on your board uh he is not the best player left on my board but he's a position of need based purely on the fact that they've just released a defensive tackle that's my only okay. reason for doing it i'm not angry if you go best player on the board though that's my only reason the fact that yesterday they picked up or this will date when we actually recorded this but previously they uh they um released a defensive tackle so that's why i'm yeah. going there and he's the best okay. defensive tackle i've got i know jim doesn't isn't as high on him as i am um but that's that's the reason i'm going there cool yeah, I mean, you're right that on paper they look very good and they obviously had a very good season last year uh, for the first time in a long time. The The thing about defensive tacklers, they still have got Malik Jackson and Andrew Billings there. So mm-hmm. I think they kind of, by bringing in Clown, they've kind of covered off that loss of, of Richardson. I, I think that, yeah, they've got Denzel Ward and Troy Hill, so cornerback's pretty much okay there. And they've got Greedy Williams as well, so they're not taking... You know, you could have looked at Horn, I suppose, but I don't actually agree that their wide receiver room is is stacked. I mean, you've got OBJ, who's a pain in the ass. You've got Jarvis Landry, who is a very solid receiver. And then Rashad Higgins, who is, let's face it, a third uh, wide receiver. Donovan Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, yeah, but he is he's still down on the depth chart, so... I'm not interested in depth charts. He's so he was injured quite a bit. He was injured quite a bit last season. Yeah. Um, but he's a guy whose ceiling is enormous. I think they've also got who's the uh, the little white fella who used to play for the Steelers, Ryan Switzer. They've got Switzer as well. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, yeah, he's more of a returner, so he's not going to be seeing a lot of snaps. 
on offense. Not so he's an option. That's why I didn't mention him until now. No, I, again, if you go wide receiver, you can't be can't be angry with you. I think it's no. It's so a, it is a potential hole that needs filling. So let's look at Terrace Marshall Jr. Okay, solid Z receiver to stretch the field. He's got good hands to bring in deep shots. He was the third receiver in that LSU offense that played pretty well last year, considering the quality drain around him. Um, his size at 6'4 is an advantage. He's 200 pounds. Um, but yeah, he's he's someone that you can put in there, add to the the team around him, that wide receiver core. Um, I've seen him mocked plenty of times in the first round. So yeah, Terrace Marshall from LSU. Yeah, he's got he's got the right pedigree there. Yeah, in terms of receiving yards, he's, he had his best la- best year last year of any 700 receiving yards at LSU. Um, but again, he, he, wasn't, feels, he didn't have Joe Burrow. They feel like the stats of a second. No, but they feel like the stats of a second round receiver. When he did have Joe Burrow throwing at him, he had 671 yards. Now, obviously, he was playing second fiddle then. Mm-hmm. He was playing second fiddle last year as well. Uh, but what you're doing is, is picking up a second receiver in the first round. Mm, feels a bit rich. I, I agree he looks very talented. I'm just saying I think it's a bit rich. Interesting. Any more? No? Rebuttals, rebukes? No, we're all happy? I'm not going to argue for the Browns too much. No, the Browns are so open that they could go anywhere. It wouldn't surprise me. Literally, would, the only position it would surprise me that they went is running back. That's the yeah. only position because they're, they're solid at running back. Anywhere else, you can say, okay, well, they're, you know, they're, if you look even at defensive tackle, yes, they've got Andrew Billings and Malik Jackson. But if you look at that Eagles team, one of the big successes of that Eagles team is they had two defensive lines. You know, you'd have an offensive line which would get knackered. They'd move one defensive line in and bring a whole new one in, and they just destroy. That's just destroy teams. You know, why can't the Browns do that? I mean, they won't do that, but they could. It's, you know, so it gives extra options. I, I can't argue against Jim's pick. It's a solid pick. He just feels a bit rich in the same way that he feels that. You know, the, my pick is a bit rich as well. I think yeah. this is the this is the genius of the draft. You know, some people look and see one thing; other people look and see something else. Before they picked up Clowney a couple of days ago, I had them mocking uh, Greg Rousseau, the defensive end mm. um, from Miami. Player. Good player, just because he's that kind. End, but... Well, I mean, six six foot seven, two hundred sixty five pounds. Um, we've only got one yeah, year of college but... to go on, but for what a year two thousand nineteen was for him. He got fifteen half sacks. Two forced fumbles, nineteen half tackles for a loss, and fifty-four tackles on the on the year. I mean, let, let's not go too hard on Gregory so because we might want to review him very shortly. So yeah, I didn't have him anywhere but there. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is most effective on the inside of a four-three front. So yeah, he he was someone but I was he, going to as pitch he wasn't, as he wasn't pitched. He wasn't um, pitched. He's, he's and, not and as the Browns, <laughs> the Browns now have Clowney and still got Tech McKinley as well. Yeah, I think I think they're they're all right there, aren't they? At the minute. Mm. Yeah. So I've made a decision with the twenty sixth pick in the draft. The Cleveland Browns will select Terrace Marshall Jr. Um, I think reasons for that pick. I think they do need a little bit of help at wide receiver. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to get away from OBJ at some point soon. Um, mm. So bringing someone in now is yeah probably the right thing to do. I think both picks are probably a little bit of a reach. Um, but you tend to see that in the mid-20s in a draft. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I think you know. there's 17 good players each year. This is what they say. There's 17 good players and everyone else is a potential reach. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the situation we're going. I love Barwell. I think he's brilliant. But there's not a huge amount of game tape to go on. That's the thing. When I see him, I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand if teams don't. But no, Terrence Marshall is a good wide receiver. I just think he's a second wide receiver, which might be good because he's not going to be you know, receiving that many balls each year at the Browns, is he? And he's not going to be one of those players who's going to make noise because he's had to play second fiddle to, fiddle to Jamal Chase. For exactly, exactly. Yeah, so he should be a team be player. You yeah. Right, moving on. Jim's favourite pick. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> number 27 in the draft, uh, we now have the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Um, so, positions I gave you guys was receiver, interior line, safety, and defensive end. You yeah, again. Linebacker to that as well, to be honest. Yeah, it's my, it's my turn. So, uh, I'll get this over and done with. It, again, Baltimore have a very solid lineup on both sides of the ball. It's difficult to kind of pinpoint. Um, you definitely need to go here. Everyone always talks about wide receiver, but if your quarterback can't throw to him, there's no point in doing it. You might as well play to your strengths, which is what Baltimore seem to want to do. So I have gone for a uh, guard. The best one, I believe, on the board, now Elijah Veritaker has gone, is Wyatt Davis from Ohio State. Wyatt Davis. 6'4", 315 pounds, very solid option at right guard. He's great in the run game, which is what you want at Baltimore, and opening those holes. He's good in pass protection, but does have a small tendency to lunge or overset on his second hit, so he can sometimes end up off his feet. He's just going to be another solid addition to an O-line that they, they seem to want to build up. So it, it kind of makes perfect sense. Wyatt Davis well, is you, a kind of first-round quality. Sense. And he played for Ohio State, so... He's used to playing against uh, good opposition. Yeah, both uh, Ohio State's guards are up for drafting this year. Um, mm. And I really like Josh Myers. He's my favourite, but he played on the right, which is obviously easier um, than playing on the left as a guard. Um, so no, White Davis makes sense. For me, I, I'm, I'm going edge. I'm going Gregory Russo. The main reason they've got Derek Wolf and uh, Calais Campbell. Both of them have a combined age of 192. Um, and there are going to be games when you're going to need quality to come in consistently because there was the amount of times last year they didn't have an edge rush when those two were off the field. So um, I think it is a position of need and I think it's going to allow them to move off players who are older. Um, I can't name their backup edge rushers and that tells you everything. Um, not that I'm saying I'm an oracle or anything like that. I've just got no idea who they are. So I'm going edge because it's not an instant need, but it will be very soon. There yeah, I think my, my knock on Russo was that he's long, but he's not very quick. So, and he doesn't seem to have much technique as well. I, I fear that he's going to be shut down by pro caliber um, tackles in the NFL. Potentially, but then when you've got players like Patrick Queen behind him, who's uh, on sort of the right interior line because they play a base 4-3, mm-hmm. he doesn't need to be quick in terms of um, getting under or around. He can sort of try and blast through the middle a little bit um, because you've got outside linebackers rushing on the outside, which then stretch the offensive line. So that lack of speed, I don't think, plays too much as long as you retain that 3-4 uh, system. So, uh, therefore, with the 27th pick in the draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Greg Russo. Good shout. (laughs) I'm not mad at that, because if you get shut down in the NFL, then uh, it's an overpick. (laughs) (laughs) Getting towards the uh, tail end of the first round now. Mm -hmm. So, with the 28th pick, we have the New Orleans Saints. Um, They have quite a lot of needs. (laughs) Yeah. I narrowed it down to quarterback, cornerback, wide receiver and defensive end do your worst chaps who's up first Jim? Dave Dave so one of you 
<laughs> so, I think uh, wide receiver, they're okay. Um, I think they definitely need a tight end because they've um, lost uh, Kirk, who I don't actually think is a tight end, but plays that position. Well, pipe down. They've still got Adam <laughs> Troutman, and they've actually picked up Nick Burnett, who was a uh, former Steeler and Bronco, mm. and somewhere else as well. I think Seattle. Yes. Um, I don't think they need an edge rusher because they've still got Davenport and Jordan. Um and I don't, I'm not sure if they need a, a cornerback or not, but Jay-Z Horn's still on the board. Now, if you can get someone as... So the Saints have cap issues. They they have Do massive they? cap issues. A hundred percent. I mean, oh. it's ridiculous how many, how many cap issues they have. He is the best player on the board. Um, and they I, don't, I know they've got, obviously, Marshawn Lattimore as one cornerback. And if you can get Jay-Z Horn to come in and really sort of shadow... Uh, Lattimore, that, that's a massive, massive positive. You don't rate Gardner think, Johnson then? I was going to say, who's the other one? No, I, I think he's fine. He's, I mean, the, the one thing I remember when we played them last year, when we scored our three points, when it's the most embarrassing three points <laughs> that any team has ever conceded because we didn't have a quarterback, mm. um, their coverage was questionable at times. And again, when I saw them against the... Um, and I saw them against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers were running right. I mean, they've got one of the best uh, wide receiver core in the league, but cornerback has to be uh, I, I, that was in one of Punk's suggestions that they needed as well as far as I can remember I guess so, it was. yeah, yeah. JC Horn he's the best player on the board and they're not going to get a player of his, of his value for that value of money um, it screams too much sense no, so yeah you have to go you have to go JC Horn you have to if you're picking the quarterback uh, cornerback best they've already the got two very good cornerbacks there Punk so just uh just slotting that one into the uh, into the pool. Okay, uh, who's the third cornerback then? Because you know those two cornerbacks are not going to play every snap this season, are they? They got Keith Washington Jr. Wow. <laughs> okay, I rescind everything I've just said then. Keith Good. Washington Good. Jr. Hope you feel bad about that. No, right. I do. Terrible. <laughs> You're right. There are a lot of problems for the New Orleans Saints. They're going to be starting <laughs> Jameis Winston probably, or they might give Taysom Hill a go. Uh, quarterback but really their wide receivers took a massive step back last year and by wide receivers I obviously mean Michael Thomas uh, was a shadow of his uh, 2019 self Traquan Smith it's been okay but not been amazing Marquez Callaway as their third uh, third choice wide receiver again not great so I am looking at the wide receiver group it's a position you said to look at there punk uh, and I'm going to talk about Rashad Bateman don't you hate it when your receiver just lets a ball slip through his fingers? You don't have to worry about that with Rashawn Bateman. He has buckets for hands. He has great route running, not afraid to run across the middle, and wins so many 50-50 balls thanks to his size and those silky hands. doesn't have elite speed, but a few of them do. Uh, he reminds me so much of Larry Fitzgerald. Let's just say like 2010 vintage Fitzgerald. He just always seems to come down with the ball. I, I love watching him play, and he will be a solid um, target for whoever is actually throwing there in New Orleans. Interesting. Rebuttals, rebukes. Anyone got any arguments against the other? No. No. Um, so I, um, I said about Bateman earlier and the fact that he only had five games um, and missed most of 2020, um, and weighed in heavy when he came back as well. So I, I've got nothing against Bateman, but 
that you know if they I think they can pick up a wide receiver elsewhere in free agency. Once they get, once you have all the roster cuts, when everyone cuts down to fifty-three, there's going to be wide receivers aplenty. You're not going to be picking up a JC Horn. You're just not. You know, this is. I'm not going to say it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, but it's a once in an off once in this off season opportunity. Um, it's yeah. quite interesting that you've both picked players in positions that I guess there there is already a little bit still of in New Orleans and you haven't gone, you know, somewhere completely different like well, linebacker or well linebacker they're still okay. I mean I rate Zach Baum. Um and Demario Davis is still there. So I think and again the value isn't really there in the linebacker core at the moment with what's remaining in terms of first round. Yeah we were looking okay. at players that could go in the first. Yeah, yeah absolutely as you should. As you should. Um tricky one then. Larry Fitzgerald uh, or Hansy Horn. <laughs> Fitzgerald or Hansy Horn. I think Basically. I think if Jameis Winston is going to be your quarterback, he needs as much help as he can get. Um for that reason and the fact that, you know, Bateman likes his food, obviously. New Orleans, lovely bit of Creole and Cajun cooking. Uh I think with the twenty eighth pick in the draft, the New Orleans Saints will take Rashad Bateman. Nice. Cool. No, I think I think it will be a good pick for them. Um, I I genuinely think that Jameis Winston is going to be a success in in New Orleans. Basically, stranger mm, things have maybe. happened. Because their offensive line is so good. I mean, yeah. it is so good. Their offensive line when it gets together is fantastic. The only thing they don't have is a blocking tight end. So what he's going to have to do is get the ball out really quickly. I don't want to turn this into a loving of Jameis Winston, but if Jameis Winston then has a brilliant year. The problem is with with the Saints is they've got no cap room, so they're going to they're going to have to sign him to a big deal, and they're going to have to get rid of talent, and then James Winston's going to go back to what he was in the first place. So it's a no win situation. <laughs> it's but yeah, that kind of is what it is. Packers, yes, twenty ninth <laughs> pick in the draft. The Green Bay Packers are on the clock, and mm. the choices here: linebacker, defensive tackle, cornerback, and offensive tackle. Or anyone else that you guys have decided you want to put uh, in there? <laughs> it's, it's my turn first, isn't it, I think? Yeah, it, it is your turn. Yeah, well, I mentioned him earlier. I thought he was going to be gone, but Creed Humphrey as a centre, they've obviously lost their centre. And this guy is an instant replacement. This is the same as Favre over to Rogers. Um, Yeah, Creed Humphrey is the best centre in this draft. They need a centre, pick him up, be done and not worry about it again in 15 years. Yeah. I think he, he is obviously the best. Um, he is the best center in the draft. The thing is, he's a left-handed safety, which I don't like. Um, he looks odd when he's snapping the ball. Um, left-handed center. But, yeah. You said it's safety. Just, it's just, I said center. I'm sure I said center. I'll, you said safety. Did I? Rubbish. <laughs> but we knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, Cut we, this out, we Jim. speak Dave, so it's all <laughs> he's right. He's the only left-handed center. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think he's good. The problem is, I think he'll be. There's only a few teams looking for a center ready, so I think there's a good chance you might be able to pick him up later. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd look at edge for them. I don't know if it was one of your needs. I don't think it was. Odularia. Um, <laughs> no, I go for Odularia. So. Um, one of, I mean, one of their on their depth chart. I know Jim says he doesn't like depth charts, but I don't know. I'm gonna lie. I'm not not gonna lie. I don't know much about the Packers. Don't watch them very much. Um, so I've just opened up their depth chart and looked in Kingsley Kike or Keki or Kiki. Yeah, Kingsley Kiki. He's he's their yeah he's their starting right defensive end. Um, 
and I think Ojolari is probably an upgrade. Um, and Ojolari is, is at the point where he's dropped to them this low down, and he's still very good. So, yeah, I'll go for the uh, Georgia Bulldogs SEC, SEC edge rusher, Aziz Ojolari. So you got a centre or a sexy edge rusher. Centre or a sexy edge rusher. What does Green Bay <laughs> go for? They're, they're a strange team when they draft because they never really draft what you expect them to. Um, I can absolutely see the argument for the centre. Um, I think a couple of years with Aaron Rodgers and then whoever the new guy is that comes in. Um, Jordan let's Love. Let's be honest, it's not going to be Jordan Love. <laughs> um, <laughs> it could be James Winston, you never know. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I mean that that they needed pass rush in in the playoffs, and they didn't get a huge amount of it. So I think both of these would be good picks, to be honest. Um, but I think if you've got someone that can you can mainstay and and build around for ten years or more, I think you have to go with that. So um, with the twenty ninth pick in the draft, the Green Bay Packers select Creed Humphrey. A very good pick, and such a Packers pick as well in the first round, isn't it? So- yeah. And he's got a cool name. He's got a really cool name. Creed Humphrey. (laughs) Anyone called Creed? Yeah. Obviously, watched far too many Rocky films. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't we all, though? Yeah. (laughs) Right. I think even Sylvester Stallone has by now. Um, So, uh, number 30. So, the Buffalo Bills are on the board. Mm -hmm. And uh, positions here were offensive tackle, cornerback, defensive tackle, and wide receiver. Obviously, these get trickier the further you go because you know these are now really good teams. Uh, we're into the final four, so they don't have a huge amount of holes. It's more just just you know icing on the cake or or that little luxury picking item to push them over the edge. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. De- I didn't get the defensive tackle um, because you know they've still got Ed Oliver, they've still got Vernon Butler, um, and Harrison Phillips are the only. Uh, drafted a couple of years ago, so I think there's enough value for them there. Uh, to come up with four players. If you can look uh, at defensive end, though, I mean, one. Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison are old. Yeah, but they just yeah. picked up Effie Abada. I mean, shout out to Effie Abada and AJ Epinesa. Uh, and but I was going to say they they drafted AJ Epinesa last year. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure if he's worked out yet because he hasn't played as much as I would have hoped. I really liked AJ Epinesa. Mm. Um, one or two issues coming out of college, people questioning uh, his extracurricular activities but it doesn't seem to have worked out you know done all that much i think the problem is you're again you're drafting they haven't got an, an enormous amount of needs uh, you can go running back because they don't seem to love devin singletary for whatever reason um but they've just picked up matt brader so you know you could go wide receiver because they don't seem to have um, they've lost um the lad who's just gone to the raiders uh, what was his name john brown yeah. So, yeah, it's it's what you like and what you need. And again, they're probably picking best player. So, as Jim mentioned, they've you know picked up Effie Abada in def- uh, on defensive end, which means it's obviously an area of need. And as much as I love Effie Abada, Ojolaria's probably got a higher ceiling. So, I'm going to pick Ojolaria, and I've already you know he's already had a couple of mentions, so I'm not going to go on about him too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've obviously talked about a lot of players. I yeah. would. The only the only person I'd pitch out now, Punk, would be J.C. Horn at cornerback. They've got Tre'Davious White on one side, but Levi Levi Wallace on the other. I think that Horn's got a chance to oh, maybe I beat out Horn Levi Wallace. 
Oh, I no, agree with Jim then. Go Horn. Horn's yeah, still I, there. I thought Horn had gone. Sorry, yeah. Go JC Horn. So we're going consensus pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Right. That was my pick, by the way. Bills. 100%. No, if, if, I, if, I, if my admin had been better, I would have picked JC Horn. Yeah. They need, they need a help. I, I don't like Levi Wallace. I don't think he's brilliant. Uh, they've got a guy called Cam Lewis, who he was at the Broncos, or the Broncos were linked to him a couple of times. Um, and he's got potential, but he's not there yet. Um, so, yeah, and if you can bring someone in who can learn from Tredavious White, because, you know, he is very handy. And if mm-hmm. you, Tredavious White, can you say to him, say, look, just take him under your wing, just show him how to be a proper starting cornerback. That's what you need. Wherever he goes to, he absolutely, you know, Horn absolutely needs someone who's just going to say to him, look, this is how you play the game. And that's what will happen. So, yeah, JC Horn to the Bills makes perfect sense. Okay, so consensus pick then. Number 30, yeah, like the Buffalo Bills select JC Horn. Yep. That was an easy one, boys. Well done. (laughs) Two left. Okay. 31. Uh, On the clock now are the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, They have a need, obviously, a quarterback and uh, a wide receiver. And yeah, no. Um, So, interior line, D end, linebacker. And I have actually got wide receiver. You did put wide receiver. I think they could do with an upgrade. Yeah. What have you got for me, chaps? Dave. Uh, It's my turn, isn't it? Is it? Because oh, he went on July and I said Horn. He went, oh, yeah, Horn. It doesn't really matter. I always come to us. This should be, this should be as much as I thought you would anyway. So. No, I mean, this should be really easy. <laughs> this should be easy. I've gone wide receiver because why wouldn't you if you're the Chiefs? Uh, and I'm looking at Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. Defenders don't seem to register on this guy's visual spectrum. I don't mean that he bundles into them. He just seems utterly unconcerned because he's going to catch the ball and score a touchdown regardless. Elijah Moore is like the perfect wide receiver, which they don't really have to complement the deep threat because he always seems to get separation and just knows what to do when he gets the ball to be most effective. He's got a really weird running style, but it's almost like he's um, over overstepping, which then makes the defender push back further than they should have done. Then he just kind of basketball steps to the other side and just, it's it's beautiful to watch. He's not much of a blocker. He's 5'9", 185 pounds, but think of him as your second option slash check down blanket that will get you out of jail more times than you deserve. Um or a slightly quicker Cooper Cup, I guess, if I'm comping him. He just always seems to get people out of jail. And yeah, he's he would work very, very well in that Kansas City offense. I mean, that would... sounds like an ideal replacement for Sammy Watkins, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, that goes down as one of the worst picks since Minnesota oh, forfeited no. their pick because they ran out of time. <laughs> so what you're saying, what you're saying by doing that is saying that you're happy with Martinez ranking at right at left tackle. That yeah. you're saying that. Okay, I'm going Sam Cosme because they need I've tackles. Got they need tackles. Other, got I've got other tackles Fisher. later on. Sam Cosme. So go and get the guy you love. Round. Sam Cosme is brilliant. They I mean, picked up a running back again, last year uh, in the first round. I've already because they had an offensive line in the Super Bowl. They got battered because their offensive line couldn't hold the rush. Guess what? Everyone's rush in this division is just getting better and better. Now, when you, I don't see any way in which you can't address the offensive line and address it early. They're not picking again until late in the second round. All the offensive tackles by that point are going to be gone. They're not in a position where they've got multiple second round picks, multiple first round. They have to pick who they like late in the first round and they have to go offensive tackle. I prefer Cosme. You could go Eigenberg, you could go Dickerson, you could go whoever you want. Dickerson's an an interior, but whatever. Go for the guy you want. I mean, Alex Leatherwood is a guy that everyone loves. He's the Alabama um, 
uh, offensive tackle that was protecting um, Tua and uh, Mac Jones. Um, so you go with what you love, but you have to go offensive tackle. You have to. I can't see any way, and I cannot be convinced you're not picking an offensive tackle here because it's going to make your team instantly better. I agree that they need help at wide receiver, but this wide receiver class is de- deeper than the offensive line class. Jim, any rebukes? Well, you can't. Yeah, okay. Oh, I can. I can because Kansas City don't do what you want them to do. And they will go with what they want. And if they want to put up a wide receiver to cover off Sammy Watkins going, they'll do that. They can still deal any position get dealt with later on in the draft. Any position get dealt with later on. I, I hope you're right. I really do. And I hope they don't. I hope they get some dog shit left tackle who's just going to leave an open door to watch Bradley Chubb absolutely maul in the face mask off um, Patrick Mahomes. That's what I hope. I, I, I hope you're you can't absolute... maul a face mask. No, but it'll be fun to watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? They have to get a left tackle. They have yeah. to address it. And why wait till the end of the second round? I, okay. I don't see it. I'm sorry, man. I, I disagree. Good arguments, both of them. I can see both points of view. Um, I have made a decision. With the 31st pick in the draft, the Kansas City Chiefs will select Sam Cosme. Uh, to help on that that O-line. He's almost second round. He's two picks away from the second round. Um, I I think the argument uh, that you made, Dave, around the Super Bowl and the fact that their line just got absolutely decimated um, will really be the hangover for Casey this off-season. So I do think they they try and address it as quickly as they can. I also think, yeah, absolutely, they could very well go wide receiver um, early doors. But for the purpose of this this draft, um, they have selected Sam Cosme. Awesome. Okay. So here Last we one. go. Um, the the culmination of hours and hours of research for you chaps <laughs> is about to come to fruition. <laughs> Whereas I've been sitting down just laughing at, at yeah. the fact that you've been spending your nights, you know, pouring over tape and stats. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun for me. All the rest. Yeah. Of <laughs> so uh, on the clock now, with the thirty-second and final pick of the first round, are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, now, I think in a pod a couple of weeks ago, we we discussed the Bucks and we said that actually, you know, they don't have a huge amount of need. It is just strength in depth and sprinkling on top so the uh, positions I gave you were linebacker defensive tackle defensive end and running back Um, go for it I think there's two trains of thought here you go for best player on the board and who you love or you double down in the position they're already strong in let's let's be honest they're strong in almost every position Um, I think for me the choice was between Moring or Argelaria, and I've pitched Argelaria so many times and he's failed so often, <laughs> but making that pass rush even better. I mean, it, that sounds tempting, doesn't it? Come on. But you want you what you want is a guy who can come in and have real impact. And the two high system, say two high safety system that they play, um, as a rookie, I mean, that's what you want to play in. I mean, that is, you can have real success. Um, so I'm going to go for Murring. I Half of me wants to go for Argelari, who's edge rusher, to add to that room and to make it that much more stronger. And, you know, but I'm going to go for Tra- uh, Trayvon Mooring, I think, from uh, TCU. So he's, again, he's the guy we mentioned earlier. He's the best safety in the class. 
I don't think they need a safety just for, you know, just <laughs> I mean, that, that's the real problem. They've got Jordan Whitehead, uh, who yeah. has just been They've amazing, got and Anton Winfield Jr. at the two safety positions. The, I love Anton Winfield Jr. He is yeah. one of my favourite safeties in the, in the league. He's brilliant. He's absolutely yeah. brilliant. The player that I've gone for is a player that Dave has mentioned a few times already as well, but he slipped. And that's Chris, Christian Barmore from Alabama, a defensive oh, okay. tackle. Two words, punk. Ndamukan Sue. This guy is the replacement for yep. Ndamukan Sue. He's 6'5", 310 pounds. His biggest knock is experience. He was still a backup going mm. into the last season. And he missed the season opener against Missouri with a knee injury, but he got better every game he played in. So that by the time the playoffs came around, he was like unblockable. He'd beat up centers, guards, tackles, didn't matter. Think about that boulder in Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's basically Barmore coming after your quarterback. He is <laughs> so impressive. And Nadomakan Sue is getting on a little bit in years. He would slide in perfectly as a rotational guy at first, and eventually you'd be able to move off Nadomakan from whatever massive contract he's currently on. Uh, yeah, Christian Barmore. Be a one year, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. The big, the big so, thing to yeah. mention about Barmore, um, he's only played, I think, three years in total. So he had yeah. his, he was a true freshman because a lot of people their freshman year is not actually their freshman year. He was a true freshman, and he didn't. He wasn't a starter by any get by any stretch of the imagination. But to be a true freshman and be a third down specialist tells you everything. He was being brought in specifically on third down to stuff the run as a freshman. Blew your mind. Then he was a sophomore mm-hmm. after that and played 12, 11, 12, 13 games, something like that. Was again rotational and he was part of that second line that came in for Alabama just to destroy your, your run attack on second and third down. And then in uh, in his uh, junior year, he then basically came in and uh, was starting. And again, it's, that, it's, his, it's his inside run, the fact he can switch and run on the outside as well. He's a big guy and he's quick. He's a guy, I, I absolutely love him. And I think the, the problem is his tape, and it's what Jim said, he's that boulder running through the middle. Someone will look at him. And this is why I've pitched him so many times going forward. Someone's going to look at him and love him. And don't won't surprise me if he goes to the Raiders. Will you guys look at him and go, he's the guy we want. He's that wrecking ball in the middle. I think potentially halfway through the first round is a good landing spot for him because I can't see anyone not falling in love. Mm. That's the problem that I've got with him. I have, I'm totally smitten. I hope the Broncos go for him. Probably not a nine. Try and get him in the second round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think he's brilliant. He's just got that. The, the, the thing is as well, his, it's his arm and hand strength. And you don't see this in college too much. It's something you develop when you come into the NFL. He beats players by, by their hands. Most offensive tackles are brilliant with their hands and able to beat you off. So we're just done with phrasing, right? That's not a thing anymore. And he wins more tackles than he loses, uh, more battles than he loses. He's, I can't see anyone not falling in love with him. I really can't. I think he will go to someone and go to someone very early. I'm talking sort of between that 15 to 25 mark. Well, so, sounds sounds like you've kind of changed your pick, to be honest. No, I, I haven't. I just think, <laughs> I, I agree they could go Barmore or they could go Argelari. We've essentially picked two players on the offensive line, a uh, defensive, defensive line. line. Yeah. So either yeah. pick interior or defensive line. I think, I think the backup for Sue is a big selling point. Yeah, uh, I agree. He is getting a bit long in the tooth. Um, so I think with the 32nd pick in the draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Christian Barmore. I mean, that's it, chaps. That we pulled. actually made it all the way through without killing each other. <laughs> well, almost. Yeah. I mean, me and Jim came close at one point. No, it, may, it means that Jim and I uh, had as many successful picks as each other. If I had won that last one without actually throwing myself out the window, 
Um, I was right though. So. I wasn't counting, to be honest. No, I wasn't. No, I had it listed down. I'm sure. I'm all about the competition. So, what was the count? What was the count? Uh, it was 16, 14. Or no, something. no, no. It was uh, 14 all because we had a couple of shares. But I, there's a couple in which okay. we shared, which I then gave to Jim, and one gave to me, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> okay. um, but no, if you can pick up Barmore at 32, I mean that's the bargain of the century. Because his upside is massive. His downside is the fact that he's not got massive amounts of experience. But if that's, that's your that's downside, yeah, that's your downside. I'm like, so what? Exactly. <laughs> you can go and learn from a I can sue. Oh, let's be man, honest. Honestly, you know, you, yeah. you can learn how to play quite quickly. So, yeah. you know. And I want to say about this draft, I know we haven't mentioned it. This, this draft might just be the best second round draft mm. ever. The guys who are, who are going to slip to the second round this year are unbelievable like seriously blow your mind unbelievable that's one reason why one draft day you might get teams who give up give up a pick and you might look and go on paper hang on a minute you've given it you haven't given it up for much because i'd rather have a second round pick this year than a first round pick next year in in all honesty because i know what i'm getting the second round is so good this year so if you say to me, I'll give you a second rounder and something else for a first round pick. Okay, that's fine. I'll take that because it's a tangible that's measurable, if you know what I mean. I can see what's available in the second round. Next year, I don't know who's declaring. I don't even know if we're going to have a college season next year. So I'd rather go for a second round this year than a first round next year. So don't be surprised if we see a few more trades and people saying, okay, I'm going to bank on what I know, is, what I can see is available as well. Well, obviously, you know, Texans, Rams, and Seahawks fans, we haven't forgotten about you. No. Uh, you just don't happen to have picks in the first round this year. Uh, I mean, Rams haven't got one you. for the next decade. <laughs> so, well, yeah. They don't do well That's with true. them when they have them. So, it's probably no, best they they have them. Last time they had a first round pick was, what, six, no, four or five years ago? I think the luck did. Jared Goff, apart from the, apart from the, the Jared Goff one. Yeah, apart from that, it was a very, very long time ago. Extraordinarily long time ago. Mm-hmm. And there are so many good players that we've mentioned that didn't get drafted by Punk that obviously have yeah, fallen yeah. into round two. There are players that we've got round two or three grades on, I'm sure, that we haven't even mentioned, but they're still brilliant players. Can you give me will... give me one give me one player, Jim, that, that you really love who's probably gonna go in like the second or third round, or even fourth round or whatever it is. Just that one player to look out for. Uh there are obviously some tackles that we could talk about. Uh let's just think. I'm just looking quickly. I can give you one while you're while you're looking. <laughs> yeah, you do that. You do that. So there's a guy I particularly love um, called Chaz Surratt. Now okay. he plays, so Chaz Surratt is uh, interior and exterior linebacker. He's one of those guys who's sort of a tweener in between them. I just love him for his name. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Double Z as well, not one. You get two for your bunny. So um, he's born in Denver, first of all, uh, Colorado, not Colorado, no, Carolina. Is that here so, at and, all, though? No, no, no. It's the, it's, it's the uh, Denver, North Carolina, not Colorado. Because the first thing I looked, I went, who's from Denver? Ah, not him. So he started off as a quarterback. Um, played as a quarterback, was very good. I think his dad was a player. I'm not sure if his dad played in the NFL, though, but his dad was a player and a coach as well. And um, he was playing at quarterback, and he just wasn't moving to the next level. He was very good at a certain level, really good at a certain level, um, high school, et cetera, et cetera. And he said to his coach, I want to play linebacker. His coach was like, no. And there's a whole documentary thing on him on uh, YouTube you can watch. And um, it's a great story. And he basically moved to linebacker for one practice. And his coach said, you are never playing quarterback ever again. He's played <laughs> linebacker for one and a half years. And that half doesn't really count. So it's basically one year. And he's a wrecking ball. He's going to go in the third, maybe fourth round. And he's played one year. 
but he's got that ability. You know, when you have a player who played on the opposite side, you have a cornerback who used to be a wide receiver. Wide receiver used to be a cornerback. They have that recognition for the for the position they're playing against. He has that because he's a, a middle and outside linebacker reading the quarterback's eyes. He used to play quarterback. He understands coverages. He understands all of that. He's a guy who could come into the league and be absolutely sensational. His brother's an NFL um, player as well. I don't think he's coming in this in this uh, draft. His brother's name's Sage. So uh, go figure. Sage Chaz Surratt, and yeah. Sage. Um, so I, he's one of those guys who's got a massive um, sort of upside and a huge ceiling. But it's his story I love. He was a guy who was falling out of football, was ready to give it up and just said, I want to go I want to go and hit people. That's all I want to do. I want to go and I almost want to destroy people. It turns out he's really, really good at it. He's one of those guys who potentially, if he hadn't have been playing for the Tar Heels and had been playing sort of slightly higher, if he'd have had more years playing linebacker, he'd have probably going in the second round. Um, but he's it's a great story. I mean, Chaz Surratt is uh, a guy to keep your eye on. He's my, my guy sort of later on down. I mean, I've got a, a round two guy I think is going to go and Baron, Baron Browning, who we kind of mentioned but didn't really talk about too much as a middle, line, middle linebacker from Ohio State, a uh, proper kind of Luke Keekley type who'll sit at the mic spot and diagnose the play then go and shut it down. He's quicker than it's, it's fair considering how big he looks and he's got like a vice tackle that he's got. So running plays mm-hmm. don't make it out of the back to the line of scrimmage. Uh, I love Baron Browning watching him play. He is a proper huge I mean, on- middle linebacker. <laughs> On the Broncos Twitter feed, there's loads of people suggesting that the Broncos shouldn't go for Mika Parsons um, because of Jamin Davis and um, Baron Browning. Yeah, we haven't so, mentioned about Jamin Davis yet. But. Is that because they listened to our pod and decided that your pick was terrible? <laughs> I mean, just just for record, so Jim criticised my pick, Mika Parsons. Um, yeah. But there's plenty of people who have said, and these are people who Jim respects as well, and Jim, you know, does agree with what they mm-hmm. say and like them. Who have said yeah. not only is is he the best linebacker in this draft, he's the best defensive player in this draft. And you know, it's not me saying that; it's other people saying it as well. So the whole argument you heard last time round, I I agree that I would potentially like something sexier. I there's not a lot for me to root for in Denver at the moment with uh, the current quarterback situation as it is. So I'd love us to go up and have an alternative. I just, the way it's going to shake out, and the way it shook out on our our um, mock draft at least, it was a sensible pick at that point. There's a guy later on at left tackle, James Hudson from Cincinnati, you should look out for as well. This guy's an elite uh, left tackle. He can bat away pass rushes and bulldoze run stoppers as well. The only knock on him, he's 6'4", 302 pounds, as he played at Cincinnati, so the level of competition is way lower than what he'll have to deal with in the NFL. But he's got all the right, he seems to have all the right techniques. But until he goes up against the best, we just won't know. But James Hudson could be an absolute steal at left tackle. Uh, Walker Little is a great name. From Stanford, he's 6'7", 309 pounds. He's a huge lineman, but he hasn't played since 2018. I don't know why he's getting so much love. I think it's just the size and he's apparently healthy now. It's the fact he's 6'7", that's all it is. NFL scouts love size. I would be worried taking him. And I mean, he's going to go third round. I won't won't be worried. There's too many offensive linemen for him to go anything more than third or even fourth round. Yeah. Um, Alex Leatherwood's the big one because he was the starting left tackle, played right tackle as well. Um, and he was the starting left tackle for Matt Jones. So he's 
he, you know, he's one of the reasons that Mac Jones has had all the success he has. As a guy who's good in run coverage, good in, uh, good at creating gaps as well for running backs. He's good in the run game. Yeah, he's he's a solid offensive tackle. Most years would be one of the better left tackles. Only in, not you don't get anything for a pair in this game. My deep sleeper for running back. The reason I haven't, I didn't want to target a running back in round one for the Steelers is because when I did the UK fan mock draft uh, with the other podcasters a few weeks ago. And I was the GM of the Steelers. I picked up Khalil Herbert, the running back from Virginia Tech in the fourth round. And Khalil Herbert, to me, looks like Aaron Jones. I know nothing of Khalil Herbert. Have a look at Khalil Herbert after this podcast, guys. That's what I'm just Googling in there. We've got Tevin Jenkins at 24. We've got Josh Myers at 55. So we did offensive line um, and the center in the first two rounds. We did Tommy Togiai, defensive tackle from Ohio State in round three. And then Khalil Herbert was a guy I was sweating on getting because I love Khalil Herbert he has if you can use him for four years like an Aaron Jones type then why not take him and we got Keith Taylor as well in, in round five a cornerback from Washington Rashad Weaver edge from Pittsburgh in round six so yeah we I think we had a really good draft I've not he- heard of Khalil Herbert so this is this is based on very little information mm-hmm. stats are rubbish doesn't matter. That's all rubbish. Watch the tape. I don't care about stats. He played for Virginia Tech. He no, is he played brilliant. For Kansas in his first four years. He, he transferred five, to Virginia. Five full years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he played yeah. five full years. Well, we didn't play five full years, but he played um, four and a bit years at Kansas, and then in the Big Twelve, then moved to the ACC. When he moved to the ACC, he had immediate success. So it might have been a, um, it might have been a system thing. But yeah, in his first year, 189 yards, 660, then 500 yards, and 384, then had a break at 1,200, which yep. is probably why you're picking him. Mm-hmm. I mean, in his 2020, in 2020, he had an average of 7.6 for a running back. That is sickening. Exactly. That <laughs> is disgusting. So it, that's the only thing that worries me, the fact that his stats for those first three and a half years, I'm not going to lie to him. Yeah, they're, they're rubbish. But you've pulled me around with the stats for the for the last year. So I'll, I know you're I'll a stat man. So. That. I, 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 I love, tape. The thing is, you can tell a lot by stats. Stats don't lie if they're over a long period. If you're you know, if you're someone who's only basically played one year, um, like Trey Lance, stats can lie because it's a small sample size. But I work <laughs> in analytics. That's what I do. It's, you know, I'm all about the stats. Stats do not lie. Mm. Um, although saying that, I'm saying stats don't lie. But then we dra- we we picked Mac Jones to go 15 to the Patriots. So we what did. does that tell you? <laughs> um but yeah, no, I think I think we've we've had a, we've had a good shot here. I don't think I think the only thing we've been hampered by is the lack of trades. But trades is a shot in the dark. I mean, anyone who says, you know, I'm going to do this, I mean, it's all conjecture because what you're effectively essentially, if you if you don't do any draft, if you don't do any trades at all, what you're effectively doing is shooting yourself in the foot because there will be trades. If you do do trades, you're essentially shooting yourself in the foot because you're going to get them wrong. You will get them yeah. wrong. So there's no right way of doing it. Oh, um, if, we, if we get five or six of these picks right, I'm over the moon. Oh, yeah. You know? I think, Especially after the top five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because if, I mean, the, the, there's a good chance. I know for a fact we've got one right, because Trevor Lawrence. Can you imagine <laughs> oh, that? Can yeah. you imagine, if the, imagine if the Jags don't pick Trevor Lawrence? Could you imagine that? Because he came imagine out the other day and basically Jones. said, he said, I don't love football. <laughs> and uh, if I retire tomorrow, then I won't miss it. And a lot of people are jumping up and down because of that. The Jags won't be. They'd be like, I don't care. You know, it is what it is. We're <laughs> going to insure you. And if you do retire, we're going to get paid a billion pounds. They'll be like, we don't um, love football. So, you know, join the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we're going to have to get Trevor Lawrence for British passports in because the Jags will be in London before you know it. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. Anyway, so there we go, boys. 
I think that was that was a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh, people listening have learned something about some of the players in this draft. What happens to go and watch them? Hopefully, we've encouraged you to go and watch some of these players now that we've been waxing lyrically about them. There are some great players in this draft coming up. Uh, I think we've done a very solid first round there. All of those players, bar a couple, are first round talent. I won't tell you which ones. Uh, but yeah, two, we're less than two weeks away. We're, <laughs> we're less than two weeks away from the draft now. We'll probably do one more mock just before uh, if we any more trades happen beforehand. But yeah, other than that, we'll be back very soon. Check us out on Twitter at Jim and the King, at Punk underscore Raider, at Denver Dave 30. Let us know what you think of the picks for your team uh, or what, what uh, Dave did wrong. And yeah, check out JimandTheKing.com as well for our streaming on there. Uh, until next time, though, guys, I've been Jim. That's been Never Dave. That's been Punk Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah.